Welcome back to the Queen's School Chester podcast, the place where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, in this episode, we're getting into sport with the head of PE and a teacher of PE who's also the head of hockey. Gemma Glynn and Martine Green talk to us about why it's so important for children to get into sport, how a parent could engage their child into sport if they're starting to lose interest, and how celebrating success is great for other aspects of school life too. So let's not hang about, but instead come with me as we step into sport with Gemma Glynn and Martine Green. Gemma, Martine, welcome to this episode of the podcast and thank you for being here. How are you both doing today? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, not too bad. We've just been outside doing another hockey session. Pretty cold, two degrees. So yeah, we had our woolly hats on and our big, big long coats on. But the girls did really, really well. Yeah, preparing for a national final. So yeah, pretty busy awesome. lunchtime really. Hi Simon. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Just so pleased to be back playing sport. You know, COVID's kept us out there a little bit. But it's so nice to be back with the girls, working with them, interacting with them and getting really some coaching and some teaching. It's really nice. I guess on a day like today where where it is quite cold, the girls are outside running around and it's kind of all right for them because they're running around outside. Whereas if you're stood on the side, then it's probably a lot easier to get cold there, I guess. Yeah, we've, we've got some nice uh, long sideline coats, Simon, and we, you know, may be seen wearing a woolly hat often. Oh, you got those long coats that go down to your ankles, have you? Oh, yes. Mm. Very good coats. Awesome. So in this episode, clearly we're going to be talking about sport, but I'd, I'd love to understand a little bit about your own backgrounds, where you went to school and what your own experience of sport was like in school. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to a state school, much bigger than the school that I'm, uh, much bigger than the Queen's School, probably about 1500 students in the school that I went to. Um, so there was obviously a lot of students, a lot of different teams. My particular specialism, though, was unlike Martins, was, was gymnastics, trampolining. That was my main sport. I've got into team sports a lot later than, than Martine and she'll lead on about her team games and her, and her history in a, in, a, in a minute. And then I participated at trampoline into quite high level, coached gymnastics for a very long time and then obviously ended up teaching after doing a degree at Lancaster University and then a PGCE. So been a teacher for the last 16 years. Martine's history is slightly different to me in terms of she's got a background in team sports. Yeah, so I, um, I went to a state comprehensive school over in a place called Scunthorpe in North Lincolnshire. So I've kind of come west across the country, uh, came to Liverpool John Moores University to do my degree. But growing up, played every sport going. I mean, I have three brothers and a sister that are all older than me. So I was always in there, in amongst it, fighting my corner, you know, and playing with them. Played all sorts of sports, really, mostly team games. Played some tennis and things like that as well. Very active, younger life, but really got into hockey through my secondary school, my PE teacher. She actually coached a lady called Jill Brown, who played for England and Great Britain as a, an international Back in the days, I won't tell you what the date was, but, you know, back in the days, Simon, we'll go with. And she just said to me, you know, she said, I see the same potential in you that I saw in Jill and this is where she is now. And it really sort of encouraged me to go and join a club and, and to actually really follow something she'd identified me, you know, that I was good at and, and I loved playing. I mean, I used to play in all of the school teams, different age groups, different year groups, and was happy always to do that. And just ever since probably in 12 or 13 just really followed that hockey dream and you know that's sort of where I'm coming from really. Represented your country, you've, you've missed out one vital piece of information there. 
So, yeah, I represented England Masters over 40. And, uh, I went and played in, over in Holland, which was fantastic. I've played in Home Nations. I, I did a lot of representative stuff when I was under 18, under 21. Played really, you know, decent club level. Loved hockey all mm. my life, always have done. Even now when I'm coaching, I still get that buzz from, from coaching as well. But yeah, going to the World Cup and, and representing England was, was pretty special. Fantastic. That's, that's really good to hear. So playing hockey, obviously hockey being a team sport, is it the hockey that you love or the team aspect of it that you love or, or a bit of both? I think I love the game, Simon. I'm a bit of a show right, off and I right. love the game I love just how you can have the flair how you can take people on how you can be the goal scorer you can make the difference I just love the skill and the the thrill of the game itself the social side for me has always probably come second to play in I think and Gemma you mentioned that you were trampolining clearly that's not a team sport or I don't think it's a team sport anyway I don't know a great deal about trampolining but what was it about trampolining that you enjoyed so much I found that my personality when I was a lot younger was quite introverted. So I tended to sort of lean towards individual sports as opposed to team sports. Team sports as I got a little bit older and I got a bit more confident. So in terms of, yeah, my trampolining went quite, I did, did quite well. I was representative like at county level and, you know, performing some really difficult skills on the trampoline. The kids don't believe me, but, you know, I always say back in the day, this is what I used to be able to do. Maybe not quite as flexible these days. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was, I think it was probably more to do with my personality. And I think actually the combination of both myself and Martine, we, we, we kind of complement each other in terms of I can understand from the, the point of view of the children who like individual sports and are probably a little bit more introverted. And Martine takes it from a, obviously a team point of view. So I think together as a, as a duo, when, we, when we're teaching together, I think we complement each other quite well because of that. So it's great to understand your backgrounds and great to understand what, what it is about sport that you love. But let's take it then to the girls in school. How important would you say it is for students to get involved in sport in school? We think it's it's absolutely essential. We have something called Fitness for All, which is basically we're trying to get everybody doing something. Now, that doesn't mean that we need everybody playing hockey or everybody playing a team sport. We like to have a, a complete variety of activities. So, for example, we've got, you know, we've got one member of staff leading a yoga club. We have just a Just Dance club where the girls just have fun at lunchtime and they literally copy videos and dance. On a Wednesday afternoon, we go to the local sports centre and they do body combat and badminton and yoga pilates you name it that we we try and have a, a a wide variety because we think it's so important for the girls to be taking part in physical activity whether that be competitive or whether that be just for pure enjoyment from a, from a healthy lifestyle point of view and trying to encourage lifelong participation really i think simon as well it's really important that the girls can understand that sport's not just about doing you know there are different roles in sport and you know, although we have our, our successful teams after school and we do a lot of coaching, it's really important that from a PE perspective, when the girls are doing PE lessons, that they're encouraged just to take part in different roles and try, you know, they can lead a warm-up, they can be the coach, they can be the judges, you know, they can be the umpire. They don't always have to be physical and be, you know, some girls just do not like a team sport and that aggressive nature of it, but there's different things they can do and, you know, it's getting that aspect of PE across to the girls as well that it's not just all fast and furious you know there are lots of different roles within sport that everybody can join in and and do together 
Martine, you mentioned about the local sports centre and you, you gave an indication of some of the things that happened there. Tell us a little bit more about that. Tell us what goes on there. So what we do, actually, on a Wednesday afternoon, we go down to the Northgate Arena, which is the local sports centre not too far away, and we take everybody from year 11, 12 and 13. We think it's important because, obviously, at that age, particularly girls, there's obviously a drop-off at that age, and we want to try and encourage them to, you know, to take up something that they're going to maybe carry on doing, you know, once they leave school, once they leave the sixth form college. And we have a young girl at the moment who's, who started badminton last Wednesday, and since then has been back to the to the sports centre, booked herself a badminton court with some of her friends and has started to really enjoy playing. We also have competitions for the girls as well who want to be competitive. So we go to the sports centre for those that want to just have basically some recreation and obviously physical recreation. And we have obviously a load of fixtures on a Wednesday for those that want to be competitive. So it's kind of tailored to everybody on a Wednesday. So there is literally something for everybody. That's really good to hear. And you, you mentioned about years 11, 12 and 13. Sometimes when girls are in those years, and, and this is me speaking as a father with two teenage daughters myself, then sometimes they throw themselves into sport and they give it absolutely everything. And it's great to see that. But other times they kind of, some girls sort of feel like doing sport is just not for them and that they can't or don't run. Uh, if, if anyone's listening to this right now and they've got teenage daughters and maybe their daughters are sort of acting like that, they sort of feel like they can't run or they feel like they can't throw. What could a parent do to sort of try to engage them back into sport again? I think, Simon, it's, it, is, it is one of those things that seems to jump out. And it's, it's really interesting, actually, as a PE teacher, when you see girls that you taught years ago and they've left and they'll come back and they'll say, oh, I've started running or I've started going to some form of fitness. So... Building that initial confidence in a person and, and showing them the different variety of sports that they can do. It's not all just about team sports. They can go and play badminton with a friend. You know, They can go and do a Pilates class or yoga. There's lots of different activities that we offer on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, it's a fabulous choice, really. And it kind of works on a rotation, so they can get to try lots of different things. But it, it's getting that, that thought that sport, it's not just about being in school. It's a lifelong thing that we want to develop it's a thought it's a I can I can do that I can go to a class and do that you know it's having that sort of confidence to 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 think well I can go back to my healthy lifestyle and I understand the reasons why a healthy lifestyle is good and they're the kind of messages that we're trying constantly to get through to the girls and you know in a, in a day I think in a school like ours the girls sometimes put a lot of pressure on themselves to work hard and achieve hard but but we've got to maintain that balance of what's good for us what's healthy for our mind and our body and actually sport can help us sleep better it can help us relax more and and it's getting those messages across to girls as well but like I say quite often you get those girls coming back and they'll be like oh you'll never guess what I'm doing I've started doing aerobics and you know they may not have been the girls at school that wanted to play in all the team sports but they've still managed to go with a healthy lifestyle and that's that's a win-win for me. I think from the parents' point of view, in terms of it, we, we strongly rely on their, their encouragement from home. If you're not doing hockey or you're not doing gymnastics club or you're not doing badminton club or what else are you doing and and giving them the message that actually they need to be doing something but they just need to find their something, the thing that they like the most, which is why we like to give them so much choice so that hopefully, you know, they will carry on with one of those activities, you know, when they're not being supervised or when they're not in school. 
This is really encouraging to hear. It really is. So, I mean, if, if anyone's listening to this right now and they're finding that with their daughters, then there is clearly light at the end of the tunnel. OK, now, as PE teachers, it must make you feel very proud to see the girls develop and to perform well. Tell us about some of the success that you've seen. There's there's variety of successes. I mean, there, there are there are girls in school that we achieve success with it in teams uh, following hockey for example England pathways Welsh pathways it's the same for lacrosse you know there's there's all sorts netball you know they can go county they can they can achieve different levels in in a variety of sports and we will provide that pathway for them and source it out you know we have girls that horse ride for Great Britain or for you know rivers in England or their county and so it's not just about doing the team sports you know we've had skiers that have represented various different competitions and various levels throughout the years and you know rowing sailing as a parent you'll know yourself Simon you probably have encouraged your daughters to go and do the sports that you know or you're familiar with or things that they've maybe Mm -hmm. done at school well actually sometimes you know the girls do find their own way and they do say I want to try that or that looks really good can we go and I think the opportunity is in in the world now or you know regionally locally wherever you want to say but the opportunities that the girls have it's out there they can they can see everything they can have a go at most things without traveling afar so you know we we can do lots of variety in school but there's lots and lots of things that the girls can go and access but you know from a school point of view we've had some i mean we've recently got a girl who's just been named in the england under 16 hockey team we've had a girl a couple of years ago that was named in the under 18 england team and i mean that's the pinnacle of their career and we just hope that they carry on at that level but we get lots of girls that work at performance centers for for the various sports uh, team sports that we do we have gymnasts like we say we've got equestrian two sisters who are GB and we've had some dressage riders we've got quite a few riders actually haven't we over the years I think it's really important that we we celebrate them as well so when we do hear about the successes even if it's a sport that we don't necessarily do in school for example equestrian even though some of the kids would absolutely love bringing their ponies into school on the on the field you know the fact that we celebrate them and you know you know they're on twitter we use them in the newsletter we use them for all sorts of different marketing pieces as well so to attract young sporty girls to the school as well and to you know so that we are celebrating their successes and we get a real buzz when a girl will come to us at the week you know after the weekend and she'll say Miss, Mrs. Green, Mrs. Glenn, Miss Glynn, look, I was in a competition at the weekend. I, I finished this place. Do you want to watch my video? We're like, yeah, of course we want to watch your video, you know. We absolutely love watching what they're doing outside of school. And, you know, it's brilliant when they bring that into us in school. Do you find that this is a good way to keep them engaged in sport all the way through? I think it's really, really important to... to to keep celebrating because actually a kind of a success breeds success that's the way we feel certainly and that, that if you know they should be proud of their achievements and by by celebrating the, their successes and you know really you know pushing the girls to be their, the, the very best then then that leads them to more success and more girls wanting to kind of follow that pathway as well. And what other ways are there to keep girls engaged in sport all the way through their school life? I think going back to the idea of variety and making sure that we're not sort of being, you know, single track minded and just thinking it's all about playing hockey. Because although hockey is our very, you know, we're very, very strong at it, we are very conscious that we need to give a complete variety. So, you know, and changing their curriculum up. So, for example, year nine have just come back after Christmas. They've got some new activities in their curriculum now volleyball and basketball Mm -hmm. and sports that actually none of them have ever tried before and actually sometimes those lessons work out better because 
you know, the girls are all on the same playing field on the same, the same level. So I think in terms of that, we just need to make sure that we're giving them loads and loads of different experiences in, in as many different sports as we possibly can in the hope that some of them who wouldn't necessarily naturally consider themselves as sporty actually do find something that they like and then they carry on participating. You know, when, we, when we're teaching PAs, we very much have that philosophy of everyone is an individual and they don't all like the same thing. And just because we're doing our sport that day, not everybody will be feeling 100% loving the idea of doing that sport. So it's, it's, it's knowing our girls. We know the ones that really don't maybe want to get involved. But then it's up to us as staff to say, right, how can I bring that girl in? How can I get her in a positive mindset though she's you know contributing to the lesson probably doesn't realize that she is but you know we've got her involved in that PE lesson and that's really important and it really does come from that individuality that you know we know we know our girls and we know who is wanting to you know run around and and, and get involved and we know the girls that maybe are a little bit more timid not so sure but we do definitely Mm -hmm. make sure we look after them and find them a role that is really suited to them. Okay, well, let's talk about the curriculum now. I mean, how important is sport to the curriculum? We think it's the the most important subject, of course, you know, across the curriculum. But so at the moment we have Key Stage 3, they have two hours a week and each of those lessons will be something different and we'll follow a block. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, we'll we'll be doing netball from September to Christmas and then at Christmas, then those activities will change. When they get to, to year 10, they actually have an hour. It does drop by two hours, one hour each week. But then we pick that up again in year 11 because they get back on a Wednesday afternoon. So in terms of in terms of the timetable, I think, you know, we've got a really good good amount of time to, you know, to, to try lots of different activities and to, to, to bring in some house competitions and have a little bit of a competitive element there as well because they really do enjoy the, the house matches as well, don't they? I think sport is it's really important for kind of building a person, you know, you've got to build on people's self-esteem. You've got to experience mm. that high of doing some physical activity. I mean, you probably know yourself, you never want to go for a run in this weather. You know, it's really, really cold at the minute. But actually, when you get back from doing half an hour even, you feel so good. And that high you get from, you know, your hormonal impact of, of doing some sport, it's so important for our positive mindset. You know, just learning new skills, having a go at something you may never have thought you were going to have a go at, you know, experiencing different roles. It's okay. we've got all these studying going on, but it's really important that the girls get to have some time out and they get just to be children again and they get to have a bit of a giggle. You know, there's no harm in things being a bit fun sometimes, you know, it's getting that balance. You've got to strike that balance and, you know, it's got to be a positive mindset. I love it. I really do. Now, we're coming towards the end of this podcast episode, but I got a couple of quick fun questions because at the time of recording this, the Winter Olympics are about to kick off. But if both of you separately were in the Winter Olympics, what sport would each of you choose? That's a really fun question, actually. I think, Simon, I would be part of the Jamaican bobsleigh team, maybe. Hey. <laughs> or maybe I'd go for Great Britain. <laughs> but I would, I would go for that. Maybe not now, because I'm a bit older now, but... As a youth, as a younger person, I was a, a fast mm-hmm. sprinter. So I reckon I'd have been on that bobsleigh team. I'd have been putting myself forward there. Part of a team still, but using the speed. 
I think for me, it'd definitely have to have two planks on the end of my feet. I am abs- <laughs> I'm a skier. I love skiing. So anything that would involve skiing, possibly ski jumping, With maybe. aerial stuff. Yeah, maybe a bit of uh, ski cross or yeah. even try a bit of snowboarding. <laughs> something like that. Something that's an adrenaline rush, definitely. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and let's imagine then that we're in Paris in 2024 for the Summer Olympics. Tell me which sport each of you would choose for that. Oh, it's got to be trampolining. <laughs> Hockey all the way, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> These are predictable answers. Trampolining and hockey. I can tell where you're. I might go watch a bit of athletics, of maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, look, we need to bring this to a close. But if anyone's heard anything and wants to find out more about sports at Queens, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. We can either go onto our website, the Queen's School Chester website, or you can follow us on Twitter. We have a very active Twitter page. It's called Q School Sport, uh, capital Q and capital S. Um, all of our information for anything we're doing, you can be found on there. Loads of pictures, videos, that kind of stuff. Anything we're doing, we put on Twitter so you can keep up to date with everything that we're, we're getting up to. That's great. Well, look, Gemma, Martine, thank you both of you for being here. Thanks for giving up your time and stepping in from the cold outside world of hockey to talk to us today. We really appreciate your time and really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. So that was Gemma Glynn and Martine Green talking all about things sport at Queen's. Thank you both of you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Now, if you'd like to support the school, then you have the perfect opportunity right now because the school is currently raising funds for a full-sized AstroTurf. Very exciting. So if you'd like to get involved, then you can contact the school or you can Google AstroTurf Queen's Chester. And the first result should be a link directly to the fundraising page. I just tried it. So that's a Google search on AstroTurf Queen's Chester. So go check it out. But the next podcast episode is due out soon, so click the option to follow or subscribe, and it just means you won't miss out on that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.